Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here, and I am so excited that you are here with us today. I am joined by Mr. Kirk Bodie. Thanks for being here, Kirk. Good to be here. Yeah, we appreciate you a ton. Um, he hopped in last second. He got called up to the majors because Brian was sick this weekend. <laughs> so he gave an awesome message. But I thought something that um, I kind of processed after leaving service is how we have this preaching team and we sit together and there's different people from the church who come in and we process through these messages. And this for you was kind of a last second. Granted, you had been in these conversations, but how did the preparation, knowing you only had a few hours to pull this thing together versus having a couple weeks. How did that differ for you? Yeah, well, I guess, first of all, I was just always glad. I was glad that Brian called on me, and uh, I always want to help Brian out wherever I can. Um, and it's an awesome re- re- responsibility. It's a joy, and it's a responsibility to handle the Word of God carefully on a, on a sermon. Um, but because of the last minute, I didn't have time to what I call let a message percolate, where you think mm-hmm. about it during the week, you yeah. change this, you change that, you add an illustration, or you take something out. I uh, didn't have that time, but I did have a, some time and was able to pull some things together with God's help, obviously, um, and uh, was, was able to do it, and what didn't seem that uh, anxious about it or anything else. Yeah, I no, you see, I was really surprised <laughs> coming in Sunday morning. I'm like, I wonder how Kirk's going to be feeling right now. <laughs> well, but you I, seem super relaxed. Well, you know, I've always, one of my theories with leadership, and I've been in le- le- leadership in the past and in here, is that you always need to be prepared to share what God lays on your heart mm-hmm. at any time. And so I think any, any uh, man of God needs to be prepared to share. So I always want to have something in the, in the back of my mind. But then, as you already indicated, the preaching team helps because we yeah. were there when we discussed and brainstormed and put an outline together for this message. So it's picking up that outline that's already there and going with it. Yeah. Absolutely. For those uh, who are listening and didn't make it this weekend, would you go ahead and let them know what the big idea of the message was and kind of what we were going after over the weekend? Yeah, the overall series is about mission, uh, but the big idea really was is that we are all missionaries. The, the passage was from Mark, where Jesus picks four disciples and tells them, follow me, and that will make you fishers of men. So it's the, that we as Christians need to be on a mission. We are missionaries. Uh, but I, as I indicated in the message, it's a, that's a term that we often confuse with the person who's the guy in a hut in the middle, <laughs> yeah. the middle of the jungle in Africa. Yeah. And the truth of the matter, and I don't, know, I don't have anything to back it up, but about, probably 99% of Christians aren't in that hut in Africa. Sure. And we have a mission right here, wherever we happen to be. That's our mission field, and we need to be missionaries just as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a common thing for Christians to, when you start talking about missionaries, yeah, they think overseas, they don't think in the local mission field here, or their neighborhood or whatever. So right. I, right. I've been really appreciative over the whole of our sermon series that Brian's really kind of been tackling that a lot. Um, and just allowing people to kind of have that paradigm shift. Right. Cause some people think it's optional or it's for someone else to yeah. do. <laughs> Not or it's, it's not me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Jesus says, follow me and I will make you, he's not just taking the select few. That's That command is for everybody. And yeah. we all need to be missionaries wherever we're at. Yeah. So what is today? Today is Thursday. 
and we've had a few days since the weekend. Is there anything just coming off the weekend that you're like, oh man, you know, I think I wish I would have added that thing or I wish I had emphasized this more. Um, I think this is a space for our church and listeners to come in and hear a podcast about the sermon. So I think sometimes this is a cool opportunity for you to share anything that has come into mind. Well, if I wanted, if I would add more things, it would be, first of all, to um, that everyone is a missionary and there's not any cookie cutter style. Everyone has a different style. We all have different personalities and different gifts and different talents but there's a place for everybody. There's a place for the person who's behind the scenes, maybe hospitality hmm. or watching children or something. And then there's a place for the guy who's the, the guy or woman who's outspoken and can share for, right from their heart verbally. Yeah. But everyone should have a role. And the question is, where is that role mm-hmm. that God has given you? Yeah. And if, if I, I would have had more time or maybe do it again, I would have put more practical examples to show people. I use the example of the one fellow mowing the neighbor's grass. I use the example of Mrs. Lewis down the street. Um, but if there's other ways that uh, uh, you can help someone in your giftedness and your talent, because everybody can show love in some fashion. Maybe it's a card or a letter or a telephone call or a, a good word to somebody. Yeah. I hope that that becomes a bit of our discipleship process too, as the elders are working the vision and discipleship process that the church can come alongside the congregation and help them, equip them to find what their gifting are is, you know, and what spiritual gifts that God has given them. Because some people might be like, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some people who are like, you don't need to work with kids, you know, or whatever that looks like. So yeah, I hope our church can, can really get after that. Um, so yeah, you talked about giving some practical advice, and um, sometimes I think people can be overwhelmed with the feeling of, you know, this concept of oh, I need to become fishers of people, and um, yeah, what what advice would you give those people? Because you listen on Sunday morning, you had such a challenging, good message, and maybe the answer is like too bad. <laughs> I don't know, but I just wonder if some people are like, man, I really want to do this, but I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, what do you think? the Bible has to offer to that person. Yeah, I think sometimes we make it overwhelming. We, we sometimes mm-hmm. say yeah. you have to be an evangelist or you yep. have to, to be out knocking on doors. And I think for people to stay within themselves, uh, analyze themselves like we talked about, what are my gifts, what are my abilities? Maybe it's making cookies and delivering them next door. Maybe it's writing a card or, or a word. But for some people, it's mowing the grass. Or some right. people, it's you know helping out with a project that your neighbor has. Use the funny example of at the message about Zacchaeus, maybe you need to invite yourself to someone's home for dinner like Jesus did with Zacchaeus. That's a little extreme perhaps, sure, sure. but but if uh, maybe you ask your neighbor for help or ask to borrow something, mm-hmm. or anytime you have a, you rub shoulders with someone far from God, that should be a moment that you need to be more on mission, like we talked about, purposeful. Yeah. Um, and and so, so people to stay within themselves, don't become like someone else, or don't sure. don't feel complex that you got to be like someone else or be a certain way. You be yourself, um, yeah. and that's how God wired you. That's how He made you, and you know He doesn't want you to be anything other yeah. than what He made you. And I loved how you shared in in Scripture when it says, "I will make you fishers of men," and recognizing that God's He's there with us, right? You know, in the struggle and where our anxieties might be. And I think something I would offer too is like. Don't feel like you have to manufacture this thing. Um, allow the Holy Spirit to work on you in those moments when, like you're saying, you're brushing shoulders with people and just slow down, be a little bit more self-aware, 
see who's around you and engage with those people. Right. right. And I think if you, were, if you were to pray the prayer, a prayer that says, God, would you show me opportunities? Mm, yep. Would you show me my, what, I, what I can do in this case? I think the doors will f- be flung mm-hmm. open and you'll see opportunities right in front yeah. of you. And like one of the things I mentioned is be aware of opportunities that might be right in front of you. I used the Mrs. Lewis story that just happened yeah. a couple of days before Sunday. And it was like, wow, I mean, what, a, what, what if I had driven by or because I was in a, had to go someplace, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like opportunities sometimes glare and you say, God, show me those opportunities mm-hmm. and he will, he'll, he'll open them up. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you went ahead and you tackled, this is one of my favorite parts of the message, just talking about consumerism and people spectating. And that can be a challenge in churches, especially in the U.S. And since you've been around a little bit, is do you feel like that's something new or is that kind of always been? Or what do you think? <laughs> Without well, getting on a soapbox, yes, I guess. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Well, I would say, you know, it's over the past... 40 or 50 years, the churches have pro- proliferated. They've become a lot of non-denominational and church. There's lots of churches. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of choices. It's like if you oh, go to the, sure. to the grocery store to consume something and you only have two brands to pick from versus now you've got a hundred brands and there's all kinds of styles and churches and buildings and different worship, different sermons and different. And so there's lots of choices out there. Um, and as a result, I think that could lead to being consumeristic. Like, I like this from that church and this from that church. Um, and as a result, it's easy to become self-centered and think, I want to go where I like to go, where I like the music, I like the message, where I'm being fed. And it's all about where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And to change that whole mindset, which takes very difficult to do, would be, where does God want me? Where are my gifts and talents being able to use most? Where can I help people? What can I do to help the, the, the pastors and the staff and things like that? So it, it becomes really being other-centered uh, than just self-centered. And to be, to be, to be a spectator, um, you know, sometimes it's fun to be a spectator. And, and we look for a good show and a good entertainment, so, but it takes great effort to say, I, if I don't like something, I want to be part of the solution. I yeah. want to change. I yeah. want to be on the other side of it rather than just, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I think you kind of essentially answered my next question, which is how would someone diagnose if they're operating in this sort of way? Um, I think when it becomes really me-focused, what else would you yeah. say maybe? In- well, I think you, if you ask yourself questions, is you know, what am I, when I go and walk into the church, what am I thinking about? Where, who mm-hmm. you know, Is my antenna up as to... Who looks a little dour today? Who needs a word of encouragement? Who needs some help? Um, and, and if you just, just come with that attitude, and I think it always helps to have a team. You know, it could be a husband and wife team, could be a couple guys, a couple ladies, is to encourage each other uh, to get off the consumer spectator uh, role and get in on the, where can I help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, so finally, I guess... Um, What's something you would just offer to the listeners right now who are processing through, you know, trying to become fishers of people? Like what's um, some encouragement you can give? Well, it's one of the things you get because we use the example of Jesus. His first words in ministry and his last words were about going out and becoming fishers of men or going into all the world. So clearly it was 
as I said in the message, the heartbeat of Jesus. It clearly is his heart of ministry that we be fishers of men and women. Mm -hmm. And with that in mind, the, the question is, how do we do it? Yeah. And, that's, and that's why, you know, some good training perhaps or practical uh, workshop kind of stuff or talking with people uh, would be very helpful. Because once you get involved in the mission of Jesus, it, there's no greater joy than being than partnering with him and him using you to be a fisher of men or women and that's what a, what a great joy that is and it's right where his heart's beating yeah absolutely yeah he is there with you don't mm -hmm. feel like you're mustering up all this other stuff yeah. and um yeah become a disciple yourself first you know as as you're in your daily living seek him and yeah, and if you make it part of your the natural part of your life, where you just like it doesn't mean you got to go out and witness. You just show love to people and be be creative. Go out and look for opportunities to verbally or in action show love to yeah. people, even if they're strangers and you may never see them again. Develop a lifestyle of looking to the needs of others and trying to show love to other people. Having that curiosity, yeah, is important. Well, thanks, Kirk. I sure. appreciate you sharing, and um, <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Okay.